What's up? It's Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports, and joining me for the second time on the show, my man from Project, Joe Lucchese. Joe, super excited to have you back on. Thanks, Rob. Nice to, nice to be back, my man. And we are doing this bad boy live in the Bacon Sports studio. And what I want to do is take everyone on a journey of entrepreneurial mindset. And this specifically is going to come from Joe's Twitter account, which is something that uh, I am a big fan of because of the good, positive vibes that you're always throwing out there. Um, I can very much tell that we're like-minded in how we approach the business world. And it's refreshing to me because it is contrarian to the way that I believe the majority of the business world operates. However, it's great when you find like-minded people. Yes, I agree. Um, I agree with all that. So first off, what is your Twitter mindset when you're putting out uh, thought leadership-esque posts about entrepreneurship, mindset, all of that? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that I talk about, but in this regard specifically, I just like to speak how I'm feeling in the moment. And to be honest with you, most of what I talk about is essentially therapy for me. Amen. So, (laughs) and what I mean by that is that, um, you, you may see me say stuff like never give up or whatever that, or, or, um, you know, positive little phrases here and there nine times out of 10, I'm doing that because I need to hear that at that moment. And that could either be the universe saying, you know what? Someone needs to hear that at the moment too. So you need to, you need to say that, but I often am posting stuff that I need to hear. And it's awesome that you say that because you've pretty much just reverse engineered the exact same way that I create content. So it's like, Rob, how are you such a positive person? It's because I have to engineer myself to become a positive person to continue to move forward every single day on this journey that I am. Right. Yeah. It's it, and, and that's a lot of the topic that successful or people that want to be successful or just anyone in the entrepreneur sphere, in my opinion, really don't focus on. And that's fine, but someone needs to. And what I mean by that is there's more to then bottom lines. There's more to the analytics and the, and the fundamental block in tackling to entrepreneurship. And that is proven when you look at um, everything as negative as like suicide rates in entrepreneurs when you look at depression rates and entrepreneurs, a lot of people don't talk about that side of the game. And I'm not saying I'm tackling that. I'm not saying that I'm helping anyone in that. But what I am saying is, is that there's another side to the coin when it comes to being an entrepreneur. You have those that are very, well, I'm grooming myself to be a CEO. I'm grooming myself to be a CFO or a C-level. But what about the people that just want to do work based on their passions? and need to hear encouragement? Or what about the people that don't have all the answers or the ability to get those answers, even from a mentor? What about them? So I think that's a very interesting area to focus on because in my opinion, at the end of the day, successful entrepreneurs are ones who master their mind. Without a doubt. So six years and change ago, when I started Bacon Sports, I knew that I was gonna be pushing a rock uphill for a long time. And it was going to be very difficult. And there's going to be obstacles that I didn't even know what they were. And I said, 
despite all of this, I know that there is two things that I can control. One, my learning, which is why I became an avid reader and stacked it in the morning as one of my habits. Because if I read every morning, every day, today is better than it was yesterday because I'm smarter for reading. And then two was controlling my mindset. Because once again, I knew the amount of adversity, negativity, isolation, everything was going to be stacked against me. So if I tripled down on my own mindset, I knew both of these things, no one could ever take it from me. So it's like compounding interest. So it's like, all right, one, I need this just for myself to stay sane. But as this continues to go and you see people building amazing companies with amazing culture and do amazing things that really help the world, you're like, how in the world did they do it? And it's like one day at a time doing the same positive, correct habits over and over and over again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So you mentioned something that I wanted to talk about and the vulnerability of entrepreneurship is something that I'm trying to get better at because uh, two of my mentors, uh, Ed Milet and Andy Frisella, really hammered home that you've got to be more vulnerable because that's where the gold is because people can relate to that a lot more. Mm-hmm. And what's often a challenge in entrepreneurship is we, we want to get to this mount with the top of the mountain and we see everybody else at the top of the mountain, the people we aspire to be like, or the people that we look up to, but we're not there yet. And it can be a very difficult thing, but you're still the leader of a company and we're not perfect. So sharing the struggles that you have while still being someone who is a person of excellence, who's doing amazing things. And it's a very interesting dichotomy because you traditionally don't expect a leader to say, by the way, he, here are the things that I'm struggling at. And Oh, by the way, some of them could be client related things that we really can't talk to. So how do you think about, sharing the things that are difficult to share but as you as you've mentioned mentioned it's an element of therapy in some instance but i've found that that's when the people really really relate to you yeah they do um well i don't know exactly the correct answer to that but i will say this um i recently posted within the last month something on linkedin that i thought was really interesting so I'll tee it up for you. When you look at people that are proclaiming that they're hustlers and successful and these big entrepreneurs, what I don't see in most cases is what they're doing to help other people. I see people with big positions posting selfies of themselves at their events or wherever else they may be. I see them posting how awesome their travels are. Hey, I'm checking into all these different places. But you know what? I know the truth. I know those. Tr- I know the truth that a lot of those people are very afraid, and they're very worried about their jobs, and about their status. So that's why they do that. And I'm not so upset about that as I am about the fear that they have of helping other people. They are purposely choosing not to help other people or provide opportunity. Or I would even say um, limiting opportunity and limiting the ability for people to succeed because they are afraid. So rather than talk shit about that, I decided, you know what? When I was 
growing up in the entrepreneurial world, uh, trying to make a name for myself when I was doing different things, I was fortunate enough to have some mentors. My father was a great, still is a great mentor to me. I had some in college, but I really didn't have anyone that I would consider a peer or a little bit older than me that I looked up to, the, the hustlers and great entrepreneurs. Yes, I had my father, but he's obviously my father. I had mentors in college, and that was years ago. So in order to combat that, I decided, why not help someone? Why not post on LinkedIn? If you need help, maybe my experience could, could help you. And I'll tell you what, I truly believe that it helped me a lot more than it helped other people, which really wasn't my intention. But as I got going, and I had I'd probably within a week, a week and a half, I probably spoke to maybe seven to eight people who reached out to me like, I need advice. And, and, it, and it was fantastic. It was absolutely amazing. And I think more people should be doing that. I mean, why not? If, if you are the best at, at, at what you're doing, if you're so good about taking selfies and showing how great you are and posting all these check-ins, you should have no fucking doubt in your mind that you could give someone advice without being afraid. I agree 100%. And something that I would like to add to this is I think people should not think about age with mentorship. If someone is younger than you, I think if they still have knowledge, it's irrelevant to me the age of someone because people uh, succeed at different levels. Right. right. Yeah, we just uh, actually had a really interesting meeting with a company in New York and their uh, president is 30. And I, I wanted to pull him aside and be like, my man, let's just go get a drink. Let's talk, like download to me. You know, but we couldn't. It wasn't appropriate, but I probably will soon. Yeah, and... With this, I completely agree. Uh, one of the goals I have in life is to help a million people. And when I started baking sports, the mission was to help people achieve their dreams through a love of sports. So my logic was, if I can find a way to make money working in sports, then I can show others how I made money working in sports because right. I know so many people want to do that or uh, insert Sports for creativity, same thing. Want to yeah. be creative, do, do your passion. And I can also build a company of like-minded people who have a similar mindset that say, all right, here's how I did it. I can show you how to do it because it makes the world a better place and people have helped me along on my journey. So I certainly want to do it. And I don't care if I ever get anything back from it because I'm a big believer in karma. Yeah, that, that's a big part of it too. Um I know, let me just go off on a quick tangent here. Oh so here's the thing. I've always enjoyed helping other people. I think the the most uh, impactful and long-term investment you could give to yourself is when you invest in other people. And I'll say this. I'm, I'm, uh, I just turned 40 this year. I've been in a professional career, like literally getting paid as a professional since 2001. So what is that, like 18, 18 years and change. So I've been, a, I've been a professional getting paid. I could argue you know, more on that, but my whole point is I have literally only had probably two shady experiences in my whole 18 years thus far. And I think that's a pretty good track record, track record especially being in entertainment, entertainment marketing, um, you know, touring with bands and DJs. I think that's a pretty good track record. And I contribute that to me always thinking of the outcome and the win-win scenario for everyone involved. And I also contribute that 
um, because of my general passion of wanting to help people. And we started Project based on how I gave opportunity to other people originally. So I gave a lot of people opportunity, and then when it was time for me to start a new business, I needed a lot of favors. So I, I called upon those favors, but not like an asshole, you know, very tactful and very a matter of fact of it. And it's returned dividends for everyone. And I think that's an interesting way of approaching it. But my, my point is, is that when you have good, positive intentions, karma is always on your side. When you are truly positive and you're in the right, you will always win, hands down. And trust me, we've, me personally and us as a company, have had to go up against several Goliaths. And these are conversations for a private time, but you will be astounded, you know, and the audience listening at home, as to some of these experiences that we had to deal with. But we've never lost, and we've never lost because we've always had good intentions. I love that. And one thing that has really been a mindset shift for me in the last year along the same lines with karma is... What do you do when bad things happen to you? And, and I'll try and find it uh, where you talk about this uh, in one of your tweets. But for me, I very much think of karma the same way I do when I go out having beers with my friends. Someone buys around, there's a tab in my head right, that, right. <laughs> that I'm, I'm due up or if someone keeps doing it, all right, yep. I, owe, I owe two beers. So the same for me is good and bad things happening to my life, especially unexpected things. So when something bad happens, so I'll give you an example. I was on my flight back from somewhere and this like 90 year old woman spilled her cup of uh, cranberry juice on my lap. Was there, you were going to New York? Yes. For that. Yeah, I, I was watching that happen unfold. Yes. Yeah. So the easy thing to do would have been to get angry. But then I thought to myself, I was like, wait a second. This is one of the bad things that are happening to me. And quite frankly, it's not that bad in the grand scheme of things. And that means that something good is going to happen because this is one of the bad things in the way the world works. Things are going to even out. So now when something bad happens, I now start to think about it in terms of levels of how yeah. bad it is. Knowing that if something not too bad. I was like, well, there's a bad one. I'll take, I'll take that L knowing that I got something good happening. Yeah. And I agree with that to a certain extent. I I'm on a similar path and I'm, I'm not saying you're, you are doing it in a transactional sense. I am. I'll just give you my perspective on it. My perspective on it is I, I firmly believe in the law of average, like for as much shit crap stuff happens to you, there has to be luck. But the business world doesn't give a shit about luck. It doesn't give a shit about karma. The market will always tell you what it wants and how it's going to respond. So rather than focusing necessarily on karma in business, it is all connected. I have been focusing on the outcomes that I want. And if I may, I want to explain that to you. Go so for it. This is, some, this is some shit they don't teach you ever. I don't think they teach you at Harvard I've never been to Harvard, but this is stuff that this is stuff that no one's ever really shared this with me on the business sense. Everyone knows about thinking positive and all that, right? But here's the deal and how I've looked at it. People, if you're an entrepreneur or you're just an average Joe, think that a dramatic change will occur if they go on a trip, if they buy this pill, if they start this diet, 
you know, whatever the bullshit is. And I don't know, it's obvious, but this has really hit me in the last couple of months. It happens in every fucking moment of your life. You have to be militant with your thoughts. You have to be militant with your actions, your intentions. You have to be militant because change does not happen drastically all the time. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Yes, you could have an epiphany, you could have all these great things, but the majority of the way that the universe and business and everything works, it's very, very minor changes that equal massive moments. And using an entrepreneur mindset with that, I think about that on what we're doing. You know, we've had our fair share of mega losses that have been gut-wrenching. I've had my fair share of, you know, heartbreaking business losses that would probably fuck a lot of people up forever. But for whatever reason, it's probably because I'm insane. I just keep going. But I keep going understanding this. How do I want to feel and why do I want to feel that way? So I focus on that. I focus not on having these amazing amounts of money, but having the feeling of what it's like walking into our uh, awesome little conference room and sharing with the team, hey, we just did this. We just won this. We just accomplished this. And what that actually feels like saying that. And I sit there and I focus on that intently. Intently until the point where I'm either crying with happy, with like happy tears, or I'm smiling. And and that has been working for me lately. So this is a great segue because one of the things that you retweeted said, manifestation isn't some kind of magical thing. The more you think on something, the more you speak on it. The more you speak on it, the more you practice it. The more you practice, the better you get. The better you get, the more opportunities you have. Think, think, think. And one of the big things of the last six months for me has been visualization. And I'm going to be working on, hopefully soon, a new social media series that I'm going to create. And one of the things is a very, I'm trying to do simplicity. Mm -hmm. And what it's going to be is visualization is greater than wishing. Yeah. And and if I may again, so like here's the thing. Okay. Think about the tactical practice of writing a business plan. When you're writing a business plan or you're writing a script or you're writing a social media plan, whatever that plan is, you are literally putting thought on paper with intention. Okay. Now, what a lot of entrepreneurs that at least that in my experience, and I don't want to generalize too big, but at least in my experience are worried about the big wins without worrying about how they actually want to feel. And this is what I'm my whole point about what they're not teaching in, in entrepreneurship. How do you want to feel when your business has reached a certain thing? Because the point is it's, it's a consistent journey constantly changing you are probably like for example when we finally after four years had our office um you know brand new office in like the west west loop four years later we were in an office previously which was super cramped and crowded uh patrick who's on our team and i were like literally sharing a desk our knees would always bump but i didn't give a shit because it was our office but I would visualize on what it would like to have a bigger and larger office. And I would also visualize how all of our problems would have gone away. Well, it didn't. We, yes, we got the be- bigger office and it was better and it was great, but it's just an evolution of the journey. 
So now the next thing is, how do I want to feel now in the next five years? And what I'm trying to get across is you have to constantly think, think, think about how you want to feel, where you want to go, because once you get there, if it worked right, you're not going to be dwelling on the fact that you achieved it. You will now be moving into the next phase of it. Yeah, what 100% and visualizing on something multiple times a day will have your mind working on it. And I think that's the important part of visualization is you start to believe it and your mind is reacting as if you already have it. Yes. Um, for, for those that have kids, you will understand this. Like a child's focus is, is you know, seconds, maybe a minute or two, but most likely they're, it's seconds. And we are very similar in our day-to-day thoughts. Think, just think about, if you can, for those listening and for you, Rob, like what your thoughts are from the time you wake up, take a shower, coffee, whatever your first three hours of the day are, how crazy insane your thoughts and your emotions are, right? Now, for those that actually want to do this, focus on that and try that out. I know for me, I go all over the place and I try to wrangle it in. Um, and I, I try to wrangle it in because I understand that the power of my thinking in a negative format amplifies and manifests almost immediately. And I may be a weirdo at that, but a lot of people probably experience this. I guarantee a lot of people don't even know that they're thinking shitty thoughts and sabotaging their own life, their own career, their own business by thinking shitty thoughts. And that could be everything from, oh, this person wronged me, this employee did this, or my partner did that, whatever it may be. And it just mutates and it literally spreads um, like wildfire. So when you're able to like control that thinking, the easiest way to control that thinking is just to pull yourself back in and to try to transition to something else. And, and I truly believe that these are things that should be taught um, you know, from grade school, but especially for entrepreneurs. This is one area in which I am probably the, one of the biggest outliers out there because most people don't like waking up in the morning. They don't have a morning routine. They jump on social media, check their email, turn on the news. They don't control their inputs. I have an hour and a half to two hour morning routine every single day. I don't, I don't yeah. look at my phone until after eight o'clock other than taking a photo to capture right. when I'm doing something. Yeah. I, uh, I believe you. I mean, when I, I haven't seen you in was a couple of months. Yeah. And when I walked in, I could tell like you had that, I don't mean this in a bad way. You had a glazed look of, um, wisdom or of, of center of like peace. I so, mean that in a good way. Right. So <laughs> it, it's intentional. So everything yeah. that you, everything that you just said, So I'm like, all right, let me reverse engineer the most successful people or the way that I want to live my life. And then I've got a a, uh, picture in my other room that says happy happiness is not a destination. It's a way of life. So you say, all right, how, what you think is going to control how your day goes. And if your day is positive to start, then you're probably going to set your up for set yourself up for future success. Conversely, if you start by watching the news, getting all disrupted and letting other inputs that you don't control dictate the way that your morning goes. So I have consciously started it and, 
you can check out the articles that I've written about my morning routine and everything to say, all right, let me control the way that my day starts because that controls the way my mind starts. And then you start getting your positive momentum yeah. and then boom, next thing you know, eight o'clock is like, how in the world is Rob so positive when it's negative four degrees outside and it's snowing? And I'm like, because for the last three hours, I've been reading, meditating, doing yeah, gratitude of journaling. It's like, of course. And, and that's, that is that's what's up. That's the shit. And that's what people need to do. But people don't because some people are scared of it because it's corny. Probably also scared of it because it's fucking hard work. You know, it's dedication. And I think at the end of the day, that's the whole thing. Like, none of this is easy. It's never been easy, but it's always been worth it. And it's every single moment. It's every single day that, that you need to apply some sort of discipline. And I think that's really what it comes down to. It's like, I have people in my short universe and they work their asses off and it's amazing to see them do that but they do it in their own way and I think that's very good for me you know like this weekend I was at the office on Saturday I was at the office yesterday on Friday or on Thursday took a late flight to New York for a meeting woke up early uh, Friday did all that got back but I don't care because I'm living my dream like project is a dream the people that we have on our team are a dream the clients we work with, all of it, it's all positive. But I'm not going to sit there, you know, nine times out of ten and blast, oh, I'm hustling on a Saturday. You know, you may catch me doing that every once in a while, but my, my point is is that your success will come from the shit that nobody's seeing. When, when you are hustling your ass off, you don't have time to talk shit. It may be fun to, like, post a little bit here and there, but my point is is, like, the majority of all your success is when no one's watching. And today it was proof. Like today, you know, I uh, shitty weather in Chicago, for those that don't know. I don't even know what date it is right now, but it's the uh, it's 20, 28th. 28th, it's apparently. Yeah, Monday the 28th. Rumor has it. Yeah, rumor has it. It's It was a shitty weather day today, and it's going to be like super cold temperatures the next couple of days. Woke up, did my workout in the morning. Uh, you know, the team and I talked. Like everyone gets the day off today. If you want to come in, come in. Don't, don't. Drove all the way from the suburbs to the office. But the good news is this. I did all my work on Saturday and, and uh, Monday that this morning I did about two hours of work and I was set for the whole day. So the rest of the day was dedicated to me and getting ahead because I did all that advance work. My, my point being is now I'm no longer busy. I am controlled. I am focused. Yes, we will get busy as a team, but I have control over my destiny because I, can, I control it. There is a uh, podcast I listened to this morning by Ed Milet, which is an absolute must listen to. And let me pull up the name of it um, so that I can do it correctly. It was about how you use your time. And one second here. Uh, the secret to how I get 21 days a week is how he did it. And it was mind-blowing the mindset of someone who talks about you either control your days or your days are going to control you. Yeah. And that's something that most people don't realize. And for me, it is one of the biggest light bulb moments you will ever have on a journey when you realize that time is non-renewable and it's your biggest asset. And a great way that this was described to me was, imagine Joe... Someone comes up to you and says, you only have $50,000 for the rest of your life. 
imagine how you are going to uh, hold on to those dollars and you're going to be like, oh my God, these things are just so important because I can't get them back. But then guess yep. what? Imagine if it's not $50,000. That's actually your life. That's time. Yeah. You can't get it back. You can. And I've experienced that. I have a uh, four-year-old son who's about to be five. And, you know, when they get to a certain age, they just explode with growth, their, their uh, communication skills. And, you know, one day, this happens to a lot of parents. You're just like, holy shit. No longer an infant. No longer a toddler. Now they're an actual little person. And to me, that's really put things in perspective to be able to be like, this really matters. Like the time I spend matters. And now I'm more deliberate in my moments where if I'm at the office, I'm at the office. When I'm home, I'm at home. When I'm with my little guy, I'm with my little guy. When I'm with my family and so on. And that also has helped anxiety. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have a tremendous amount of anxiety about getting things done. I used to live that way. I used to, you know, not work out, um, eat like shit, because I was always worried about sending that email, the text, getting back, whatever it may be. And th the truth is, is that that doesn't work. You can't sustain that. And you actually are less productive because you're, you're ran by anxiety and uh, you can't get that back. It's hustle porn. It's what? It's hustle porn. Yeah. It's, th it's this fallacy that if you don't sleep and you're grinding and all you're doing is drinking Red Bulls, and it's it's the it's the description of just the traditional entrepreneur. But I think that the problem all, of all of this is the traditional entrepreneur is probably an unsuccessful one. And I think the life and the mindset that you and I both live is non-traditional. And I say that in the best way possible. Yeah, and and you know you have to. I think there's a time and a place for that. Like when I was touring and on the road, I was insane. You know, I was absolutely insane. I tour. I, I traveled, I think it was like three or four years, 11 months out of the year, you know, and at one point I was living between Las Vegas, Chicago, and on the road. And at that point in time for me, it worked. Could, it, could I have done it better, more efficiently? Of course. But there's a time and a place, I think, for that. It's like, you know, now that I'm a little bit older, I ain't, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to live that lifestyle. And, and it ultimately comes down to knowing your efficiencies and essentially scaling your responsibility and your workflow. And that's why you get people to work with you that are smarter, uh, stronger, faster, and better than you because they could help you scale your deficiencies. And to wrap a bow on this, uh, there's a book that changed my life, uh, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Wilnick. And he has a phrase that you're like, how in the world do you show up every single day to do these positive things? It's discipline equals freedom. Yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. Discipline does equal freedom. Yeah, I mean, uh, my, my business partner, Micah Taylor, is one discipline mofo. Like, I truly admire his discipline. I mean, we have an office next to each other. And he won't even answer an email or a text. Or if I go into his office, he's like, all right, one minute. Because he's a taskmaster. And I love that about him. And that's why he's better than me at that. Because he gets the shit done. So one thing I want to talk about is never giving up. And you had a tweet that said, you may be down and out. You may feel like giving up. You may be exhausted. Don't stop. You are three feet from gold. And yeah. it's actually the last thing that the, you're three feet from gold. That is something that 
I remind myself of, and actually today was one of those things. And I do journaling every day. And as part of it, uh, I release my emotions and my thoughts. And oftentimes it is when you least expect something to happen that something good may happen. And you yeah. hear it over and over and over again in entrepreneurship. It's like, man, you didn't realize how close you were to making it happen. And that carrot, I am never going to quit because I realize sometimes you realize how close you are. But I want to talk about what do you do to tell yourself when the times are the toughest? Because even the best of us out there who business is booming and then all of a sudden just things go backwards and you're like, oh, my God. Because once again, oftentimes it's the super successful people that you see but talk to me about years one through three when you're not yet established. You're building this dream and you're, you're pushing this rock uphill and you feel like you want to quit. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because you're fighting through it. It needs to become a reflex that you, you feel this negativity and this pain and you can't let it get you down. But how did you deal with that through your journey? Because you don't hear what is it like in the hardest times of the journey. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, Ooh, that's a big, that's a big one. So, you know, me personally, as well as with project have faced uh, a tremendous amount of negativity. I, I mentioned this earlier, like negativity, uh, you know, loss of potential business and so on and so forth. And I guess, if you don't have the balls, the guts, the, you know, soul for it, you, you just can't be in it because it's never going to go according to plan. It will never be what you think. You may be the hot shit, but you're, you're soon going to tank. And the only way that you could survive that tanking is by having a never give up attitude. And now there's, there's a counterpoint to that never give up attitude. And it's really hard to put it in words. Um, it's hard for me to articulate it, but I, let me just give it a shot here. So, okay, let's just say you're doing a lot of, let's say that you're an agency. It could be PR, marketing, experiential, whatever, whatever it is your agency. You will inevitably have good years and bad years. And you will inevitably will have years that really suck and you're gonna want to quit and give up. It's those people that somehow are smart enough to save and stack away, or somehow smart enough to partner and be a little bit more fluid that may make it. There's then the people who have the attitude, not out of ignorance or bullheadedness, but out of sheer passion and joy and dedication to the vision that will always succeed. But that comes with knowing, you know, as, as the saying goes, when to hold them and when to fold them. Uh, when we were first starting Project, one of the best pieces I've ever received was, don't get in your own fucking way, Joe. And I didn't understand what that meant until very recently. Sometimes you have to understand when it's time to change course that may initially look like it's a completely different course, but if you know what your North Star is, and that North Star could be a number of things. 
that North Star, like you, Rob, was saying, I want to help a million people. You may be on track to lose a bunch of money, but ultimately, if you know your North Star is to help a, a million people, no matter what, you will succeed at that and never give up. So that means you may make a loss in 2018 or 2019, but 2020, 20, 2025, you may be a bazillionaire, right? So my point is, is that it's easy to give up. Anyone could give up. That's the easy part. Anyone could sit on the ship as it sinks, but it, could, it, it takes a true, I think, master and entrepreneur to be like, you know what? I now understand what it is that I've always wanted because I have a North Star. And this is my final point. Going back to what I said originally, how do you want to feel? So what entrepreneurs don't always understand is how they want to feel. They often fall in love with the notion of their idea. So let's use the idea of the agency again. I'm, my goal, come hell or high water, is that I'm going to build the biggest PR agency in the world and it's going to be the best. Okay, but wait, 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 back up, buddy. How do you want to feel? Well, I want to feel like the king of the world and have all these fancy, oh, no, no, no. How do you want to feel? Well, I want to feel successful. Okay, keep going. I want to feel passionate. I want to feel that when I wake up, I'm excited. I want to feel like I have people on my team that are excited and rewarded. Oh, okay. So you really don't want to build the biggest PR firm in the world. What you really want is to build an entity that helps other people achieve their goal. You know, you see what I'm saying? Of course. So as you go through that exercise, you finally determine what your North Star is. And then you could understand getting there doesn't require the, the actual path that you thought to get there. Building the biggest PR agency doesn't necessarily mean that you need to get all these clients and, you know, kill and work and do all these great things. Because how you actually want to feel are these other things. So if that's your North Star, let that be your North Star. Never giving up comes from that. So it's easy now not to give up because you know what your North Star is. You defined it. You defined it by emotion. So when I post that stuff, um, I'm not saying never give up and lose all your money and be an asshole and you know, don't supply you know, food for your family. What I'm saying is don't give up. Never give up in your North Star, how you truly want to feel. And, and it may be convoluted and it may be confusing to what I'm saying, but at the end of the day is if you define what you want and if you know what your North Star is by emotion and you stick to that, you don't have an option to give up. So I don't believe there is just one skill or trait or mindset that will make you a successful entrepreneur. However, one of the top five that I believe that anyone should triple down on is adversity. So for me, the, a book that, once again, I've got a lot of life-changing books. Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday is the gold standard for me. When I have a bad day, I read it because it talks about you have to find, if there's an obstacle in front of you, well, you can either give up or you can find a way around it, under it, over it, through it, and in the mindset around it, and it's based on Stoic philosophy. And I continually double down and triple down on my own internal fortitude of, for example, every morning uh, I turn the shower on cold for seven seconds and I yell courage. 
like five times. Well, why in the world do I do it? And it's something that I learned from Tony Robbins because courage is a skill we would all love to have more of. It's like, of course. Well, how do you work on courage on a daily basis? I'm not going to run in the middle of the street trying to save people every day. So instead, you can start making micro deposits into your courage bank because right. it takes courage to turn that water on cold because guess how many times it has sucked? 100% of the time. Cold water is just yeah. it's not good. So by continually saying, all right, what can I do to get my mindset, not used to adversity, but but understanding it so that your default isn't I'm giving up, but instead I can find a way through this. Yeah, there's uh well, immediately to that, I think anyone could practice courage. Um, simply like, let's say you work for someone else and you disagree at point at, at some point with them or during the day or meetings, whatever it may be, right? You could gain courage by tactfully imparting your opinion and the reasons why. And again, tact is making a point without making an enemy. But a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't stand up or stand next to their uh, superiors because of the, the, the norms and you know the, the, co- the potential consequences of that. I think differently. I think if you feel differently about what you're being told or your beliefs, you could practice little micro courage elements by saying, I disagree. I think we should do it this way. And these are the reasons why the other part, um, what I'm really passionate about is, and I I forgot, I think it's an ancient saying, um, if we cannot find a way we will make one. And, and I believe in that, you know, every, every win that project has had, every win that I've had, has come from making it. Um, we have yet, and I have yet to received a, a cold call ever in my career. Hey, Joe, I heard about you, or hey, Project, I've heard about you. <laughs> Here's a big you know, f- contract or opportunity. That's fucking bullshit in my universe. Every, every opportunity that has come our way, we have made it in one way or another. Now, I pray that that will change because it's really hard. <laughs> It's really hard blazing the trail consistently, <laughs> but you know what? That's just a part of our DNA. That's why you have to show up every single day because yeah. success is not guaranteed. So right. uh, the last thing I want to get you out on is what do you wish you knew when you started from your entrepreneurial journey that you now know? So if someone's listening to this and maybe they're a budding entrepreneur or, or someone who just wants to live a better life, You've got a lot of experience. Is, is there something that you've learned? You're like, man, if I only, and obviously there's probably a million because. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, well, yeah. Well, but is there any, any one thing that really stands out to you being like, man, I really learned this and it would have been great for someone else back to the passing it, for, uh, paying it forward to others that we can share with someone else. Yeah. I wish, uh, you know, the lesson I learned, I wish someone would have, you know, I often think I've, I've had some very interesting moments in airports for whatever reason, like epiphanies in airports. So I'll use this as an example. I wish when I was younger on tour and doing all that crazy shit, dreaming of different things, someone would have came up to me and just grabbed me by the shoulder and said, just chill out. It, it's, it's going to be like rush hour traffic. It's going to be super fast and super slow. And you just need to trust the process and just chill the fuck out, Joe. I wish someone would have told me that um, years ago because that's essentially how it is. Once you accept the process, have patience, it, it just it just is so much easier. And that's where I'm at now. It's like, 
great. You're awesome. You want all this business. You're posting all this cool shit. That's great. I've either done that or I will be doing that because I trust the process. Yeah. And, and for me, I think I wish that I would have had self-awareness earlier that it almost embarrasses me to see the Facebook time hopper, the memories and where my mindset was and the things that I talked about then because your life changes the second you realize you're in control of every facet yeah. of your life. Yep. And, and the other thing that I did, I've always known and that I really want other people to hear and understand is that take the time for other people, invest in other people's successes, invest in other people's careers, because uh, that will provide the most return on investment ever. I don't mean that selfishly, like strategically setting that up, but like truly invest in that because as Project and as Joe, we are still doing business with people that we met at the beginning of my career and the beginning of Project. And, and we plan on staying that way. It is so important to build those loyalties, to build that trust, and to invest in other people. People do business with those that they know, love, and trust. Yep. Because everything that we've talked about is why you and I are having this podcast because like attracts like. Yep. And it's why you continually need to do the right things, have a positive mindset, give back to others, never give up, always keep moving forward, and build the world in your image. I think you and I are both examples of people who believed that making your dreams is possible. And, and that's something that I wish that I could give to everyone is realize what your passion, your North star and what your dream is and yeah. then go make it happen because there is no timetable on that. There, there isn't. And, and the thing is, it's like the physical body uh, resembles the, the mental body in the fact of if you're not a runner, you're not going to be running to train, Right. If you're not a weightlifter, you're not going to, you know, like you have to adapt the mental to what works for you. So you're here listening to, to Rob and I talk all this shit about what we do. You need to find what works for you. You know, I change it up just like people change diets when they work out or, or workout routines because you plateau. My mental exercises change, but I'm trying my best and I encourage everyone to do the same. Try your best. Like take a minute out of the day and just start there. Like, Focus on what you want to feel. Focus on clearing your mind. Uh, I saw you, Rob, a couple of months ago. You were doing like the, the wake up one minute challenge. Like you started to, to wake up. You know, here's the thing. I wake up at 5 a.m. every day. <laughs> and you were starting to wake up at like what time did you start? So I was at 522 and my goal was to wake up at yeah. 459. Right. And you did it incrementally. 23 slowly. days. <laughs> yeah. It took you fucking 23 days. But you did it. Of course. Right. And it's, it's awesome. But the thing is like that may not work for someone else. They may just be like, I got to wake up, run in the shower, turn on cold, and boom, I'm, I'm ready. My, my whole point is, is that just try something. Try something new because the more you try, the more you learn. It's the same thing like being an intern. If you're saying, oh, I want to be an entertainment director of uh, this and that. All right, well, how do you know that? Have you loaded in a show and sat in the back of a truck with stagehands and, you know, uh, exhaust from forklifts? Well, then how do you know what you really want to do? Maybe that is something that you love or shit. Have you sat in a board meeting and been yelled at because your ideas are shit? You know, who knows? You got to try it. 
And I think this comes down to, and we'll wrap a bow on this, to something my Brandon coach Gil Nevo told me. Live by design, not by default. Design the life that you want. Don't just go with the flow like everybody else. You can just take the bits and pieces from what Joe and I said and figure out what works for you. And then just piece together your life and then find other like-minded people who think like you and take the best pieces of them because no people are the exact same. We all have different paths. We all have different mindsets and and different lives, but you can take the best of what everybody has and make your dream life. Yep. Amen. Amen. So Joe, where can everybody connect with you and projects? Yeah. For, uh, for me on Twitter, it's just at event Joe. And then uh, for for project across the board, Instagram, Twitter, and what have you, it's at P-R-O underscore J-E-C-T and then the number one. They are doing some absolutely amazing stuff. You definitely need to check that out. And as a call to action, Joe and I love giving back. So if anything we said resonated with you, irregardless of what you do, what age you are, anything, Hit us up and let us know about it. Do you have a question, uh, thoughts, anything? You can hit me up on Instagram at Rob underscore Cressy, on Twitter at Rob Cressy, or on LinkedIn. Joe, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I have a blast chopping it up with you, and we'll make sure to uh, do this again shortly. All right. Thanks, man. Before we go, go to RobCressy.com to sign up for my newsletter, to get content creation tips to help your business.